0: what is up ladies and gentlemen welcome back to another episode of double move sports as always i'm steph and i'm here with my best friend alex say what's up to the people hey
1: everyone we got some hot takes for you today we're really excited to jump into it Uh, we've just been going back and forth for a while now me and steph before we recorded here about some of these takes on quarterbacks uh, for for different teams that are in need of a quarterback so we've got some great stats for you today we've got some great pieces of information Uh, and as always Double Move Sports hot takes. We're super excited to get into it today.
0: That's right. And, and what we've done is essentially looked at the entire league, all 32 teams, and broken it down into tiers. And what we've essentially come to to the summary of is that there's seven teams in the NFL right now that either are going to be drafting a quarterback here coming up in April, or there's no current clear starter at the moment. So there's seven of these teams, and we'll go ahead and just hop into it here. The Miami Dolphins, they have the second most cap space in the NFL at 83.8 million available, they have the 5th overall pick in this draft. Everyone has Tua Tagovailoa going to the Dolphins. Also think it could be a great fit for them. They do have draft picks at the the 18th and the 26th spot. Uh, and Ryan Fitzpatrick is still there. So, you know, are, are we just going to go ahead and say, "Hey, this is a chalk pick. Tua is going to end up in Miami."
1: It seems it seems so likely that, you know, That Tua ends up in Miami at number five, and that Fitzpatrick is the starter going into the year. Fitzpatrick has said he wants to be back. The Dolphins have expressed interest in bringing him back. That seems like it's going to happen. Drafting Tua makes too much sense. Maybe they draft another running back with their first-round draft capital to go along with him. We know they've got Devontae Parker and Preston Williams and Mike Gusecki, some young weapons. Um, at receiver and tight end so I think it makes sense to bring Fitzpatrick in continue to bridge that gap as they rebuild uh, bring in Tua have him learn have him get some experience Uh, maybe he takes over halfway through the season but to me this one's pretty clear-cut I can't necessarily see them going another direction unless a team jumps up um, before the Dolphins pick at five and snags Tua you know we've seen the Panthers go after this uh, number one pick from the Bengals, who we all think they're going to draft Joe Burrow. We've seen that the Panthers want to get it. I don't know that they do. Maybe they trade up to two or three and snag two away from the Dolphins. So, uh, barring something like that, I think it's chalk. Maybe the Dolphins actually move up if they're not so sure they can get him at five. But um, in just about every mock draft I've seen, and then even looking at the board myself, it makes too much sense how the current draft order is now um, for that to happen. So, I'm with you there.
0: Yeah, it could be a future dynasty being built – in Miami they also have two picks in the second round two picks in the third round and you, you mentioned Fitzpatrick there uh, he's on uh, just a five and a half million a year deal he's on a contract year in 2020 so could be a guy where they you know ease Tua in maybe a first half of the season or maybe the whole year coming off that hip injury he has been cleared so should be fine but it uh, looks like is going to the Dolphins here I think that's a, a one that has our stamp of approval So let's move over to the Bengals, one we just mentioned. They have the 15th most caps placed in the NFL at 46.6 million. And they have the number one overall pick. Everyone and their mother says that Joe Burrow is going to be a Bengal. I did see a little bit of debate on Twitter recently. Some saying that Tua would actually be a better selection here at the 101. Uh, The Bengals also have a second and third round pick. But are we locking in Burrow here?
1: Yeah, we are. I can't imagine them going in any other direction. You know, they, they got that 101. I don't think they're going to trade it away. Burrow feels like one of those guys that doesn't come around every year. You know, it's not very often that the number one overall pick feels like such a sure thing. I remember Andrew Luck's year, it felt like that. Um, but since then, I think Burrow is the most sure thing at the number one overall pick that we've seen. So. I think the Bengals go Burrow. It would be silly for them to go any other way. And having said that, I mean, it looks like Andy Dalton's going to be done in Cincinnati. So as kind of a trickle-down effect, it's going to be really interesting to see where Dalton ends up. But Burrow is the guy for them. If they can sure up that O-line a little bit, they've got you know Boyd and John Ross. There's a lot of hype around Joe Mixon. That's another team where their offense with a young head coach could be um, really dangerous here in the next few years
0: yeah and seeing you know what they do on the defensive side with that 46 million in cast base if they don't spend it on o-line um or if they do spend it on o-line i should say and don't spend any on defense this could be another one where we're circling every player in fantasy on the offensive side of the ball for the Bengals. but let's move over to jacksonville here the jaguars have uh they're at 30th Uh, so very uh very very low amount of cap space they're actually five million over the cap right now they do have the ninth overall pick in the upcoming draft Um, I'm seeing maybe Justin Herbert will fall to them they also have the 20th overall pick and then there's the the Nick Foles and Gardner Minshew situation as well Foles is on a huge contract he's like the 15th highest paid player in football right now, making $22 million a year. Gardner Minshew's there making less than a million a year. So, so you know, how, how do you see this going, Alex, with, with the Jags backfield?
1: It's tough because on one side of the coin, you think, oh, we just paid Nick Foles all this money. He's got to be the starter. And then on the other side, you're like, oh, Gardner Minshew had so much hype and so much fun, and he's such a fan favorite. He's got to be the starter, and he's the younger guy. We're not competing for a Super Bowl this year. Um, so it's tough. They're in a really tough situation. I think, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, but they really mismanaged that situation. They went after Foles in kind of like a win-now um, move to, to acquire him and give him that, uh, that much money. And now that, you know, the wheels kind of fell off and he got hurt, they traded Jalen Ramsey. It doesn't really look like they're in a team that's in a situation to contend for a Super Bowl right now. Like it looked like they might be two years ago. So they're really in a tough spot with no cap space. Um, You know, an undrafted rookie this year And Gardner Minshew playing so well Giving them such a debate at quarterback Interestingly enough, Nick Foles You said he's getting paid $22 million this year If they cut him, the cap hit is actually over $30 million So I don't think anyone's trading for that money Unless they package picks (laughs) to take Nick Foles off their hands Um, So I think, you know, it's tough They're kind of stuck with him I don't think they're going to draft another guy Because that just crowds that quarterback room even more I think they probably move on with Gardner Minshew as their guy, see what they've got, and then, you know, play out that false contract, kind of take the hit and go from there. But, you know, at this point, I think it's got to be Gardner Minshew. He's pro- a promising young prospect. Um, he's got some good weapons. Maybe they draft a receiver. It's a really deep class. I know they've got, you know, Chark there who looks like the clear-cut number one. DeeDee and Conley are pretty good, but maybe they want another really dominant weapon there in Jacksonville. Uh, to go along with Leonard Fournette at running back. So I think it can make sense to maybe give Minshew another fun young weapon, Um, sure up that offensive line, and see what you got.
0: Yeah, with this super deep wide receiver draft class coming in, maybe they grab Judy or C.D. Lamb uh, with that ninth overall pick. Uh, They also have a second and third round pick, so maybe they take a late flyer on a potential quarterback that could could play out. But uh, I'm with you on the Minshew Mania hype train. I I hope he sticks around and uh, takes a step up um yeah we know everybody's cheering for them let's move over to the Panthers here the Carolina Panthers the new look Carolina Panthers I should say with Matt Rule now a head coach from Baylor uh they're 21st in the NFL in cap space with 31.7 million and they have a couple different QB options in that room. They have Cam Newton, who's who's turning thirty. Uh, he's there on twenty million a year. Kyle Allen is still there, and maybe Matt Rule comes in and says, "Look, I want to get my guy." Um, and they have that seventh overall pick. Uh, they also have a second and a third. So, Alex, what's your take on the Panthers situation? Kind of feel like they're going to keep rolling with Cam here and hope for the best.
1: Yeah, it's interesting you say that because I remember Cliff Kingsbury this past season, a little bit different situation where they had drafted Rosen in the top 10, and then Kingsbury comes in and says, no, I want to get my guy. And he kind of unwinds everything to go get Kyler. You know, Cam is a lot more established as an NFL quarterback. He's won games. He's been a leader. So I think it's a little bit more unlikely that they do that. But it's very possible that rule comes in, like you said, and just says, Hey, I'm taking over. This is, you know, a a new era of Panther football. we got Christian McCaffrey, who's the best running back in the league. Two really young, dynamic receivers. I want to kind of unwind a little bit and get my young franchise guy and go from there and let these guys grow together. I think the most likely scenario is that Cam Newton is their starter this season. But here's a hot take. A situation that could be fun is – interdivisional Jameis Winston going to Carolina Um, you know I don't necessarily (laughs) think that the Bucks are going to sign him to an extension maybe they franchise tag him but when you think about the Panthers and what they're looking at here like you got DJ Moore you got Curtis Samuel you got Christian McCaffrey these playmakers on that team you know Jameis Winston loves to throw the ball if he can take that interception number down from 30 to like 20 like 20 interceptions is a ton and that would be a 10 interception improvement (laughs) which is unbelievable to think about maybe he doesn't have as much pressure on his shoulders and doesn't have to throw it quite as much with Christian McCaffrey in the backfield maybe being able to check it down to him is going to help him out a lot but I think that could be a hot take that's a little bit fun uh, if we want them to switch it up a little bit and if they don't draft a quarterback but all in all I do think the most likely scenario is Cam Newton is in Carolina this season as the starter
0: and I was talking to a big Panthers fan, Seth Glass. Shout out to you, Seth, uh, on Twitter. Um, I was asking him his thoughts on what he thinks they do, you know, Carolina does moving forward. He says he's in the minority. They, he thinks that they keep Cam Newton and try to draft folks on defense they've got weapons on offense which is is true you, you mentioned McCaffrey DJ Moore's breaking out Curtis Samuel has shown promise at times um, and then their tight end situations whether it's it's Greg Olson I think they've already moved on from him or, or Ian Thomas he's an up-and-comer that um, I think we should have our eyes on here but they certainly do have weapons and uh, what seth was saying is cam is good enough when healthy to get them to the playoffs i don't know if i necessarily agree with that 100 percent i think that might be a little bit of a hot take but um you know whether cam comes back or not it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out let's go ahead and move over to the buccaneers you just mentioned Jameis winston the bucks have the most cap space in the nfl at 85 million they could draft a quarterback with that 14th overall pick In this draft, I'm of the mindset that they franchise tag Jameis Winston, let him see if he can bring those turnover numbers down a bit and really prove himself. You know, he only had one year in a new system with Bruce Arians. I, I think, you know, he could take a step. Um, continues to learn, um, but also seeing some love for Jacob Eason, uh, the prospect out of Washington, who has crazy arm strength. A lot of folks saying he'd be a great fit for the Arians offense. And we know that the Buccaneers have weapons. Um, They're a team that could be sneaky, maybe a dark horse for playoffs this year. But what are your thoughts on the Bucs?
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, I think you're absolutely right. They're a good football team. We saw them win, I think, seven games this year, which it did. They did not feel like a seven win team. Um, But they were, and that's with with thirty turnover or thirty interception. Jameis Winston. You look at the weapons they've got. You know, with Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, OJ Howard, Ronald Jones came on there at the end of the season, and there's rumors about David Johnson getting cut. We know what he did with Bruce Arians in Arizona. You bring in David Johnson to pair with Ronald Jones, that's a great backfield. So they've got weapons. What kind of quarterback would not want to play with that kind of offense? You know Bruce Arians is going to let the quarterback throw the ball, and I think you're right. I think the most likely scenario here is that Jameis Winston does get the franchise tag. I think they give him one more season with Bruce Arians to say, like, hey, can you do what you did last year, but maybe cut the interceptions in half? Because if that was the case, they might have snuck into a wild card spot. So, um, you know, but if we do see Jameis Winston move on, like we just t- talked about the potential of him going to the Panthers or maybe it's somewhere else, two names, more hot takes that I want to keep an eye on for Tampa Bay are yes. Philip Rivers and Tom Brady. You know, Tom Brady wow. is an extremely hot take. I don't know that he leaves New England if he does. I don't know if he goes to Tampa, but – if you look at him and you look at Phillip Rivers, they're guys who have won games, they've been leaders, they're veterans, they've seen it all. And especially with Brady, you saw him really get frustrated with the weapons in New England this year. And if Brady wants guys who are going to make plays for him and he wants a dynamic offense, I don't think there's a better spot for it right now than Tampa Bay with Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. Uh, and then on the Phillip Rivers side, like he's not going to be back with the Chargers next season. You know, we've seen him be very, very good in the past, as or as as recent as two years ago. So, if they bring in a guy like Phillip Rivers, who can still sling the ball, we've seen him have incredible pass volume throughout his career, and you know, maybe he takes the takes care of the ball a little bit better than he did this past season. That's an upgrade from Jameis Winston uh, at this point in his career, in my opinion. So. I think Tom Brady and Phillip Rivers are guys that could be prime prospects for Tampa Bay if they want to move on from Jameis and they think they have a shot to win now. If they can cheer up that pass defense with the great run defense they had last year and they can bring in a quarterback who's going to you know, take care of the ball a little bit better and still be effective, this is a team that can contend, and I really do believe that
0: yeah their defense especially their run defense was was dominant. one of the best run defenses in the league if they can shore up that secondary a bit they might be a team that does enter into win now mode and we know with all of that cap space they could pay a guy like Brady if Brady wants to hey he's just doing it for the money now I don't think that is the case and I don't think uh, Giselle is going to let Tommy uh, go down to Tampa Bay such a small market I think they're like the the second smallest fan base uh, only ahead of the LA Chargers so um, no there's there's a lot of different ways that that the cookie could crumble for the Buccaneers, some other names in free agency that they could get would be like Teddy Bridgewater, uh, Dak Prescott. I don't think he's going to be available, but it's it's one I'll throw out there. Um, Drew Brees is a free agent. There's no way he's going to the Buccaneers. And then another one I think would be interesting is, is Ryan Tannehill. Uh, they could bring him in, and, and you know he had a fantastic season. There's no guarantee that the Titans are either going to be able to afford him or even want him there. And then speaking of the Titans, there's also Marcus Mariota. Um, you know The, the Winston-Mariota wow. rivalry continues to wow. live on, uh, so maybe we see that continue down in Tampa Bay. Yeah, uh, imagine them bringing yeah. in
1: Mariota. Imagine them bringing in Mariota and, and, and keeping Jameis Winston. Maybe they tag Winston, sign Mariota to do a smaller deal, and have those former one, uh, former number one, number two picks battle it out for the starting job. Would that be something? I think we'd have a 30 for 30 on that here in the next couple of years.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. You love that rivalry. Uh, let's move on to your Indianapolis Colts. They have the third most cap space in the league at $81 million. They have uh, the 13th overall pick. My guess is they're going to grab a wide receiver. You know, we talked about how great this wide receiver class is, and that is a need for them. So I I think they go receiver with that first-round pick. They also have two second-round picks and a third. You know, as a Colts fan, how are you feeling about Jacoby Brissett right now? Do you think they need to bring somebody in, maybe a a Teddy Bridgewater? Um, What are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I I think... Brissett is a good quarterback. I do. I think he's a good quarterback, and I think he was put in a very, very difficult situation this past season where, you know, he's thrown into the starting job two weeks before the regular season, thinks Andrew Luck's going to be there, and boom, he's the guy. And then you look at his weapons, and um, Devin Funches went out early with an injury. T.Y. Hilton missed, it felt like most of the season. Brissett got banged up himself and missed a couple games. And then, you know, Eric Ebron went on IR later on, so he didn't have a ton to work with. Um, his weapons were hurt. he was, you know, rushed into the into the role that he didn't think he was gonna have. So give him a full off season. I think he could take a step up, but at the same time, You know, I just don't think he's the kind of guy that can lead the Colts to a Super Bowl victory. The Colts have a very good team uh, around him. They've got a great O line, a really solid defense. If they can bring in another receiver with that number 13 pick, I'm thinking like a Jerry Judy type guy. It is a deep class. Chris Ballard loves to trade back. So maybe they trade back, get some more picks, and take a receiver at the end of the first round. Um, You know, I think um, they've got the team to make a run. I just. Even, I love Jacoby, but as a Colts fan, I don't think he's the guy. I just can't picture him lifting up the Lombardi Trophy at the end of the season. So for me, two names that are really interesting. You brought up one is Teddy Bridgewater. And I know we talked about Rivers with the Buccaneers, but I think Phillip Rivers would actually be a really good fit on this Colts team. They've got a great O-line after Rivers got beat up in L.A. this past season. I think he would love to have some time in the pocket. Um, he's you know Both of these guys, Bridgewater and Rivers, are guys that – At this stage of their career, they don't have to go out and throw the ball 40 times a game, but they can manage a game, have a good running game. They're both good play-action passers, and they can be very effective. And I think they can do enough to lead the Colts to enough regular season wins to get to the playoffs, maybe win that division. And they're both guys that I think if they uh, have to turn it on in the playoffs, we talk about these like Patrick Mahomes-level guys winning Super Bowls. But if you think about Nick Foles, you think about Joe Flacco, those are two guys that – Um, When they won Super Bowls, they weren't these gunslingers during the regular season. They were more of game managers with good teams around them. But when it came time to do it in the playoffs, they were able to put um, their foot on the gas and win a championship. And I think that's what Bridgewater and Rivers would be able to do. So... I think those are two good names to bring in and compete with Jacoby. Still give Jacoby the chance to be the starter this year, have a good training camp battle, but I think um, it might be time for the Colts to take this great team they have and, and try to win a Super Bowl I and mean, do everything they can to get there. And also, Andrew Luck, if you're listening, we'd love to have you back. Um, you know, I've actually seen some rumors, maybe people are just messing with uh, Colts Nation, that the Colts have reached out to Luck about a return. I don't know if there's any truth to that, but – um, if luck's not going to be there, I think one of these other guys would be
0: great. Absolutely. Maybe we see the the reinvention of Phillip Rivers. But I, I will say, you know, Jacoby Brissett hasn't had a full offseason to prepare. Um, you know, maybe we see him take a step up uh, as well. You know, everybody who who comes out of that locker room says that Brissett is an extremely hard worker. Everyone on the team loves him. Uh, it's also it's a contract year for him. So he has something to prove as well if he wants to get paid after this season. But let's talk about the last team here. The Los Angeles Chargers, they're 12th in the NFL in cap space with 52 million there's a couple different quarterback options they have the sixth overall pick i'm seeing a lot of mocks say that they're going to pick up justin herbert out of oregon maybe two falls to them Um, they have tyrod taylor currently there as their backup and then you know we mentioned philip rivers a couple times already he's he's gone i don't see him re-signing with the chargers under any circumstance and then the chargers also have a second and a third round uh, draft pick as well I'm, I'm kind of thinking they take Justin Herbert here and, and kind of let Tyrod Taylor ease them in kind of like a Browns um, did with, with Tyrod for Baker. Maybe we see that for Herbert. What are your thoughts on the Chargers uh, center situation?
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I think Justin Herbert is the guy they're locked in on. And, and like we said about the draft, it's really hard to predict right now. Burrow feels like a lock at 101, but you look past that and You know, it seems like the Dolphins at five and the Chargers at six are the other two that'll take a quarterback. But we've talked about teams like the Panthers. We've talked about teams like the Jaguars. These are teams that could use a a guy, and and Tua and Herbert are guys that a lot of teams think can be a franchise quarterback. So I would not be surprised one bit to see one of those teams jump up uh, in front of the Dolphins and Chargers to pick one of those players. So that could derail every plan they have. That's also after free agency. Uh, so maybe after free agency happens we'll have a little bit more context on what's going to happen in the draft but but i do think uh, a rookie is most likely for the chargers they've got some veteran weapons around like keenan allen i mean hunter henry's a free agent but i think they'll bring him back you got mike williams a big target to stretch the field gordon melvin gordon could walk but i think eckler will be back as a restricted free agent so you kind of see this um process these days of young quarterbacks being able to take really big strides in year two we saw mahomes in year two win MVP, in year three win a Super Bowl. We saw Lamar Jackson win MVP in year two. So I think it's very reasonable that the Chargers draft a quarterback this year with the hopes that in year year two or three he can take those weapons on that team. And they've got a pretty good defense too with Bosa and Derwin James when they're healthy. But I think they can draft a guy, hope that early in his career he can win games and try to use those veteran pieces that they have while they're still young enough and in their prime to win a championship. So I think the most likely situation is to draft a quarterback at six, um, and then take Tyrod Taylor and that rookie quarterback into camp and have him battle it out for the starting job. I think maybe Tyrod Taylor ends up being the starter week one, but I do think a rookie quarterback finishes the season as a starter for the L.A. Chargers.
0: Yeah, We're only a few years removed from Tyrod Taylor taking the Bills – uh, all on his own to the playoffs a couple years in a row I think he still has a little bit left in the tank if they want to you know leave it up to him this year and you know let their rookie kind of ease in but who knows maybe they make a free agent move 12th overall 50 million in cap space does leave him some room to go out and get a free agent if they choose to do so uh, but Alex any other teams that you want to bring up here any names you want to throw out maybe some dark horses or some uh, guys in free agency that are a little bit lesser talked about. Um, you know,
1: one guy that comes to mind is um it's Josh Rosen, who was on the Dolphins this past season. I don't necessarily believe in Josh Rosen's talent, but I will say to start his career, he got put in two of the worst situations you can possibly be put in. He was thrown in too quickly with the Cardinals, didn't have a lot of good pieces around him, really struggled, and then Cliff Kingsbury comes in and ships him off to Miami to a team that's tanking and selling off all their assets, all their O linemen, their weapons, their running backs, everything. So it's like you know, he he plays poorly as you would expect, and then Fitzpatrick takes over as the starter. So this is a guy who was a top ten draft pick two years ago and he's already left for dead. So, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing him end up on another team as a backup. I know on Hard Knocks this year we saw Nathan Peterman uh, with the Raiders and, you know, he didn't play any games this year and he He wasn't like a game changer, but it was really nice to see a guy like that go and have a little bit of a redemption story after what we saw uh, from him early in his career. So I think Rosen's (laughs) a guy that can maybe go somewhere as a backup. And when you think about guys that started games this year, you got like Jeff Driscoll and David Blau and Will Greer and Chase Daniel. And, you know, maybe a guy like Rosen goes in and is a backup and and gets thrown into a starting lineup if a quarterback gets hurt and has some solid games. So I think he's a a guy to keep an eye on just as, like, a younger prospect. Why not take a shot at at Josh Rosen as a backup? Maybe he's still got some of that potential locked away. Um, Maybe Bill Belichick will take him and turn him into the next (laughs) Tom Brady. Who knows? Um, But, yeah, other than that, the other thing that's, like, it just popped in my mind and it's impossible. But how funny would that be if the Chargers gave Eli Manning a call and said, hey, come play for us. I know you didn't want to get drafted by us, and you pitched a fit, so we ended up with Philip Rivers, but why don't we take you now, and why don't you teach our rookie, kind of like you did with Daniel Jones last year. I know that's impossible, but uh, wouldn't that be something? That would be another 30 for 30. We're giving them all sorts of ideas.
0: That's right. Well, I, yeah, I love that. That's, those hot takes are why we, we come on the show uh, and throw them out there. If it happens, we'll certainly play it back and uh, take full credit, look like geniuses. Uh, I love that take there. I'll, I'll throw out a couple names that a lot of people aren't thinking about, The first one would be Case Keenum. You know, he's only, uh, I think it was 2017, where he took the Vikings... Uh, when Sam Bradford went out, he took them to, I believe, the divisional round, Minnesota Miracle, all of that. That was all Case Keenum, and a lot of people forget about him. He's, he's on that Redskins roster if they move away from him. Uh, he is a free agent, an unrestricted free agent, so he can really go wherever he wants. Uh, maybe you know a team that needs kind of a, a Band-Aid uh, or a duct tape solution for the time being uh, could take Case Keenum, and, and he shows out. I think he could be interesting for fantasy. And then talking about the Redskins quarterback room, also wanna throw out Alex Smith. He's still there. Uh, he is under a, a pretty hefty contract. He's getting paid about 25 million a year. He signed a four year 94 million deal with the Redskins um you know just a few years ago and and he's back from injury said he went through a lot of adversity with that injury he had some infection problems there was even risk of death uh, at one point was being brought up it's absolutely crazy story from Alex Smith but maybe we see the reinvention of him he's 35 years old may have a couple of years left in the tank maybe uh whether it's through trades uh, or the Redskins just decide to move on from him maybe Alex Smith ends up somewhere and we hear his name again and then one more I'll throw out there super hot take Uh, is nick mullins nick mullins i believe is a restricted free agent uh in the 49ers for those of you that remember he came in last year when jimmy g tore the acl um and showed flashes at times kind of had the uh gardner Minshew type of vibe just young kid um just needed to get his chance and and did the most that he could with it you know in every post game interview he's, he's just saying how grateful he is just for the opportunity to be on the field um I think Nick Mullins could be a, a an interesting story and one to follow if he goes somewhere else um, as a backup uh, and ends up taking over we may hear his name again and, and he'd be pretty interesting uh, but just wanted to throw that out there just super deep free agent pick uh, Alex anything to add here before we sign off
1: Nothing else to add, Steph. I love those picks. I mean, Keenum's interesting. I guess one thing to add about about what you said is, I mean, Case Keenum could go to a team like the Bears. I mean, think about Mitch Trubisky is there in Chicago. They might not want a guy to replace Trubisky, but someone that's like a little bit more of a threat to actually take over as the starter. So if Trubisky's not playing well, they can say, hey, we're going to move on. Maybe it lights a fire in him. So I think that's a great take. I think Keenum could really be a good veteran to bring in and create some competition for some of these teams. So I love all the names you threw out. Uh, Loved the discussion today. Love some of these hot takes. We'll see what happens. Maybe we'll do another show after free agency, you know, with these quarterbacks looking at the draft to say, like, what teams do we think are going to draft quarterbacks and where? That might be another good chance to look back. Uh, and see what happened but but yeah I love these takes I loved uh, talking to some of these guys and it's going to be really fun to see <laughs> I don't remember a year with this much potential for a ter- uh, quarterback turnover in a long time and we just hit on the teams that we think are guarantees there's going to be a lot of other teams outside of that you think about like Tom Brady and Drew Brees uh, and some of these other teams that have some quarterback questions Dak Prescott so there's going to be a lot more than what we talked about we just kind of scratched the surface here but it's going to be a lot of fun
0: absolutely and 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 one more thing i know we we won't get off this topic the the case (laughs) came to the bears i actually love that and Another thing I think that supports that take is that Chase Daniel, current backup for the Bears, is also an unrestricted free agent. So they can walk away from him and bring Keenum in. I think that'd be actually pretty interesting and actually a likely scenario um, that could play out. But thank you all so much for listening. If you want to see all of our content, our rankings, we do have our way too early 2020 rankings currently up now on our website. That's doublemovesports.com. You can log on there, check everything out. We're continuing to upload player highlights and other video content to our YouTube channel. And that's just Double Move Sports on YouTube. And as always, you can interact with us and view all of our content, whether it's player profiles. We're, we're doing a lot where we're kind of, um, you know, really letting the, the 2019 season and the stats and the fantasy performances really settle in now and, and digest some of those numbers. See if we can identify any trends. We're doing a lot of that on the social media as well as, you know, videos, more highlights, that sort of thing. And you can interact with us on there. Love chatting with you guys. But thank you all again so much for watching and we'll see you next time.